Good evening, everyone. Let's get started. On this momentous of all evenings. <laughs> I managed to get Noam to stop watching, well, not even really watching, but listening to Tears of the Kingdom videos on YouTube. Not watching, because he doesn't want to look at them. He doesn't want to look at the videos. He just wants to listen to people talk about it. Yeah, have you ever seen that meme where the dog wants the owner to throw yes. him the ball, and the owner's <laughs> like, okay, give me the ball first, and no. the dog's like, no, only throw? No. So that's me. Like I want to know. I want to know without knowing. I want to <laughs> see without seeing. No, no catch. Only throw. It's <laughs> just a an absolute, uh, an absolute uh, terrible, <laughs> wonderful and terrible experience. But uh, luckily, uh, this is not exactly uh, something I have to put up with for much longer. Don't, by this time tomorrow, you will be playing Tears of the Kingdom. It's going to be okay. You've got 24 hours left to go. Pretty much. And this you is will a good, make it. Uh, yeah, this also is a, an auspicious uh, uh, time to tell people to tune in tomorrow at uh, twitch.tv slash neon taster, uh, where I shall be streaming my first playthrough of Tears of the Kingdom, yes. starting blind. With uh, appearances by Jen and uh, many, or ma many, many, or ma many. I, I, I was going to say um... maybe. I was going to say maybe, <laughs> but it came out as many and maybe more, maybe more uh, special guests. I was I was going to make a joke, but that's, that would be <laughs> we're going <laughs> to that, that, that would be an off mic joke. We're going to invite the pizza delivery guy in to to sit down. Is Neon like, going to make an appearance, Neon? That is who I was uh, referring to. Uh, I was say, like, how, how many women are you inviting to this? <laughs> You're coming in. You're, you, you two are on the seven and nine shift, and then we're taking a break. I'm going to walk Yoko, and then uh, the, no, <laughs> the Noah, second show is coming in. <laughs> Noah and his harem will be streaming Tears of the Kingdom yeah, tomorrow. Jen, Jen literally, Glenn uh, Olsen, Jen did not see your message. She also <laughs> made that comment independently. But yeah, I was joking. Jen mentioned this the other day and I said, yeah, I'm like, I'm every anime protagonist now. <laughs> that's always the joke now. It's like, now you, you've got, you, you've got two women now to come over and watch you stream Tears of the Kingdom. Watch me play video games. And feed you and, yeah, and make like... you drinks. <laughs> what is I'm your live, life? I'm living the dream, people. <laughs> this is it. This is it. It's all downhill here. It's all downhill from here. That's it. I've reached the mountaintop. I got the new Zelda game coming out. On top. That's it. I won the lottery. <laughs> you got the new Zelda game, women and tacos. And that's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. But that's all he needs. What else? What else needeth man? <laughs> anyway, uh, well, <laughs> good evening and uh, welcome. As we said, uh, it's Thursday night. Uh, There's Thursday night. And we're all crossed out. I'm yes. definitely all crossed out like twice over. And uh, as we said, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is already in people's hands. I think cause I, I, I don't know when is the first moment that you're allowed to stream it. But in a couple of hours, 945 p.m., a Nintendo are doing a live treehouse where they're going to like show off some more stuff from it. Right. Uh, which we're going to talk about in a second in like our talk about the spoilers for this and spoilers in general, like not mentioning spoilers, talking about spoilers. Right. And I think kind of the embargo is starting to be lifted because you're starting to see videos on YouTube from people who have obviously had access to the game now for probably a week or two. And I, I think we, did we discuss this on Colin or did we discuss it on ambitious crossover attempt? The mm -hmm. idea that, I mean, Nintendo did give early release to certain people so that they can review it. Yeah, sure. Well, both. I mean, that's that's a that's a, a common thing. Uh, Gene right, Park said he's had it for it, two yeah. for two weeks. Right. 
which maybe align, uh, lines up with the Nintendo uh, where the, he went to play it. They might have, like, just given him the copy there. Like, right. handed him one in his hand. And been um, like, okay, you can play it, but keep your mouth shut. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I mean, that's 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 sort of – that's understood. Right. I think they might even sign – Something like, like an NDAs or, or yeah, or... some embargo agreement or I don't know what how binding it is. But you again, we talked about the about blacklisting when we spoke about Kotaku. You do ruin your like you do shoot yourself in the in the foot by doing that for not a lot of like in in a case of like a just a random review on your YouTube channel. It's not worth it if you have access. Giving up that access for like a quick return like that is not is not worth a, uh, any serious content creators uh uh like the risk they're not going to do that and it's like it's not like hacking the game like you're 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 saying hey it's me spoiling it right um but yeah like now people are hedging because like it's close enough to the lift of it where some people are like what are they they're not gonna like in in a few hours it'll be out anyway they're not what are they gonna do come hunting for the people who started streaming it two hours early i'm just i'm not saying they won't this no, is I, this is this nintendo is we're nintendo. talking about but uh i'm just saying that's the math some people have you know like how you go park somewhere where you need to put money in the meter and it's like, like 15 eh. minutes it's like 15 <laughs> minutes before the end of the time and you're like okay i'm gonna gamble that uh, there's no meter made that's gonna like deliberately come here 10 minutes before the end of the day just to like get get the quota done of tickets they got to write in a day but uh I I never I mean I I I don't have access obviously but I also like don't I'm not into it I muted a bunch of uh, cr- channels on YouTube that were posting stuff from it early because I was like I don't I don't want I I don't want to support I don't want to see it obviously but I also don't want to support it and also conversely we were talking about last night a lot of channels have actually gone dark specifically because they don't want to discuss this publicly they don't want to see any spoilers they don't want anything so like there's a lot of creators who have been like off social media off youtube just releasing like pre-made content because they don't want to see anything inadvertently some of them have been on like uh uh, internet break since it leaked which was like two weeks ago or something like that by the way two weeks ago means that maybe somebody with a review copy is the person who like got it i would imagine uploaded that kind of align aligns with the time that gene said um but uh so so for me as a content consumer you can like you can divide the time between uh, the release of trailer three and now into two parts. Part one was like a fucking flood of content, right? Tons and tons of videos. The second it leaked, nothing. Right. (laughs) Now, some of them like just kept making videos in the dark, like about what they're anticipating and only the stuff that's been out officially. But yeah, like not, not a lot of tweets until like today, they're kind of slowly raising their heads again. They're like, okay, I'm going to get in a few hours, guys. I'm, I'm still not really looking. Right. And I can understand that. Like if you're, if your channel, whether it's YouTube or Twitch or whatever is based around people tuning in to watch your like genuine first reactions to things, you don't want that spoiled because then that's basically spoiling your content. And it's a, you, you do have to kind of think of it that way. Whereas like, okay, I, I really do genuinely need to like save these reactions for on cam because like, that's how you literally make your money and pay your bills so it's kind of like there there is like a reason beyond just like not wanting to be spoiled but to make sure that you stay like as in the dark as possible so that your your reactions can be like as authentic and like <gasps> as possible because like that's what your audience is tuning in for and that's how you make your money yeah and i feel like my time with tears of the kingdom at least for the first couple of months is going to be like play up to a major event and then go watch everybody's reaction to that event. <laughs> but that's fun. Like I like watching reaction videos. I like watching reaction videos for like anything really, yeah. honestly. And so we can talk about spoilers in this context right. and, and also and reactions and stuff, because I was telling Jen before the, before we started recording that uh, big gaming moments hit me in a different uh, way than like big uh, moments in like a movie or a TV. And I'm a big reactor. Jen knows that I have very mm-hmm. uh, vocal reactions. Yes. I scare my dog frequently. <laughs> um, but a gaming moment in the middle of a game that you're very immersed when something uh, immersed in, yeah, something like crazy happens, unexpected or or impressive. 
it's such a great thing. And on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash neon taster, you can find uh, some shorts that I posted from Twitch of like a gaming moments of mine that I had streamed live and really liked. Uh, and you can see my reaction. <clears throat> you can see how like uh, how big, how bigly it affects me. Uh, and uh, I didn't have that with Breath of the Wild. I didn't like I didn't play it until years after it came out because I didn't have a switch. And so I and I knew a lot, not everything. I all still got surprised and like lots mm -hmm. of fun things that I didn't know. Uh, but I but it wasn't like this where I like sat down on day one, like, oh, I can't wait. Yes. Uh, and, uh, so, um, uh, uh, spoilers, um, spoiling that experience can be more troublesome than like a show spoiler. And, uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough to decide where that line is drawn, which is why, yeah, like total, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Withdrawal, total mm -hmm. aversion therapy is the best way if that's, you know, if that's your thing. Right. And then there's always the nature of what people consider a spoiler. And this is a very individual thing. Like some people feel like literally anything that drops before the game is a spoiler. And that's kind of come up because Nintendo, I mean, I don't really feel like this is a spoiler, but they did. Say uh, don't hold on. Don't say it. Don't well, say I mean, it. They said it. No, I Nintendo know they did. Said it. Okay, so hold on. I'll I'll just I'll just preface this by saying Nintendo said it and we're going to explain in a second why it's okay that they said it. But yeah, like if you're if you're one of those people who is like I need to be fully fully in the dark and you and you haven't been spoiled on this one thing yet. Sure, you can like skip or like mute go, it for a little away. bit, right? So and because this is an important thing. Uh, in a kind of a casual mention in a developer interview that Nintendo posted yesterday, uh, the developers were like, oh, yeah, this game has dungeons, mm -hmm. right? Which was heavily speculated. And very heavily hinted at in the final yeah. trailer. And the single biggest thing that everyone was like, I want the sequel to have this. Number one, if you po any poll... I, I swear to God, number two might have been like better story, which supposedly this also has mm -hmm. like reportedly the story here is really cool. And like a lot of side quests tie into it, all that stuff, which is great. Right. Uh, for me, l less so. I mean, sure, it's going to be interesting. But like, again, so I'm not I'm not like I'm not a Hideo Kojima watch a 45 minute cutscene kind of person. I like a game that doesn't take the controls away from me for extended periods of time. That being said, I'm very invested in this. And so a cool story that drives the game along will be uh, really cool. Uh, but they everybody wanted this thing. And so they said, yes, we have it. And some people were like, ah, fuck spoilers, right? And I get it if you're like that intent on like keeping yourself uh, in the dark. But there is a good reason they said this specifically and a couple of other things too. And that is... It can it can sell people on the game. They're they're not everybody who's buying this game now was gonna buy it and pre-ordered it months ago like I did, right? Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people who are like, I'm on the fence with this. Maybe I wasn't I didn't love Breath of the Wild because it didn't have dungeons, right? right? And I'm afraid that this is gonna be more of that. And you see that and you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna go buy it now, right? Right. And so it's like you have to kind of ride that line between like not spoiling anything for anybody, but also needing to build hype for a game because it's like a game is different than like a movie or a show or something like that where it's like okay it, you can you can do like a trailer for like a show or a movie obviously and you can kind of give people like the flavor of what this season's going to be like or what this this movie's going to be like without really doing any kind of spoilers but going into like a video game this is something where Obviously, the price point is much different than a movie or a TV show. And also, you're also, it's, it's a thing that somebody is going to spend a lot more time with. I mean, this game, I think, what's, what is the estimate for gameplay on this? Like 50 hours? So they said that the reviewers who played the main story, uh, it took them uh, uh, somewhere between 50 and 80 hours to complete. Right. Uh, and that, there is a lot more other content in it on top of that. Right. I played Breath of the Wild for about 150 hours, did not do a bunch of stuff. 
but a lot of a lot of uh, my playtime, like I did entire streams of two or three hours where I just fucking wandered around. I didn't do anything of any importance. I did some Koroks and I a little, but like, what, oh, what's here? Let me go there. Let mm-hmm. me, I like that. I spoke in my, because thank you, uh, JD, for posting my, the video where I did my quote unquote review of Breath of the Wild, which is essentially five minutes of me talking over the end credits when I finished playing it. Um, yeah, like the, because, because, uh, so when Breath of the Wild came out, I didn't have a Switch. I had a, a PS4. So I got Horizon Zero Dawn, which came out around the same time. And uh, I tried to do in that game what I saw people do in Breath of the Wild, which was that. Go mm. to weird corners of the map and see stuff. And I got fucking nothing. I kept thinking like, ooh, ooh, I think I found something. Nope. At some point, I got to some place where I was like, I finally found something. There's like a path. And I walked through it. And it's like, you're, you cannot. This is the end of the game map. Like as though it's probably where they put DLC later. Mm-hmm. And I was so fucking disappointed. I thought finally I found a thing that a reward for my exploration and nope. nope. And I don't think I played it much more after that. I, I, cause that was the moment I was like, all of this, all of this has paid off and it did not. And I, I think that's actually also on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash neon taster. <laughs> right. And so it's like, it's, it's a different kind of buy-in and it's a different kind of hype that you have to build because if you're asking somebody to like spend potentially 50 to 80 hours of their life consuming this content, it's not like, okay, if you're asking me to go like see a movie, like at this point, it's like what, two and a half, three hours of my life. If you're asking me to watch a TV show, like presuming an hour long drama at eight to possibly 10 episodes for a season like okay that's eight to 10 hours this is a much bigger buy-in and so you have to kind of build hype for people to want to go and actually purchase this and also the price points let's it's the elephant in the room because Uh people are already bitching about it online about the price point yeah about the 70 dollar price tag nintendo's first 70 dollar game right And so you do kind of have to build up hype and expectation for people who weren't necessarily sold on it in the first place or who were on the fence or who were like, "Eh, I don't know if I really want to pay $70 for this, whatever. So I have always taken a much more like loose definition and attitude towards spoilers so, like, anything that's come out at this point, especially, like, from Nintendo, I don't feel like that's a spoiler. Like, I don't feel like it's a spoiler to say, like, okay, this this feature is in the game or this thing happens to your weapons in the game. Like, I don't feel like that's a spoiler. Like, if there was something where somebody said something about the actual, like, plot of the game mm-hmm. or spoiled, like, any of the boss fights or, like, the ending or alternate endings or the things that happen like that in the game. Like, yeah, that is a spoiler. Sure. Mechanics that get introduced later in the game, uh, that I would consider more of a spoiler than something that you kind of start with or get early on. Uh, Another example, just I'm not going to say what this is, but uh, there is something uh, that happens in Tears of the Kingdom. And uh, when I – how am I going to do this without – Okay, it, this is again super vague. I'm not going to say what it is, but but it, it it reads your Breath of the Wild save file for some thing. It's right. not an important thing, so like if you don't have one, it done it won't affect you in a negative way at all. But if you have it, yeah. So and when I told my girlfriend about this, she got upset because she had just deleted her save file last mm-hmm. week to play to start over Breath of the Wild just a little bit for uh-huh. fun. And she was like, shit, if I had known about that, I wouldn't have done it. And I said, see, that's exactly why they reveal some stuff ahead of time. They didn't reveal this, Mm -hmm. but which, by the way, I would have thought they would be They would just vaguely say, hey, don't delete your Breath of the Wild save files, folks, dot, dot, dot. You know, like the Witcher games do that. The Witcher games do it in a bigger, in a more substantial way where choices that Geralt makes, like if you play two and then three, like choices that you make with NPCs and stuff will carry over into the next game, which is really ambitious and uh, pretty interesting. Uh, here it's not as substantial as that. And so it, it won't affect you either way, but maybe deny you of a cool moment that you otherwise would have, ha- uh, would have had. Uh, but also, here's another thing. 
because like you said, spoilers, it's very, like the line is very vague. Mm -hmm. Nintendo, in a way, kind of shot, well, it's not themselves, but like they kind of, they created this scenario in which everything seems like it's a spoiler. Because if you don't tell people anything about it, they will grow to associate any info from it as being a spoiler. Whereas if some of this stuff they wore on their sleeve or dripped it in other trailers ahead of time, because all they were repeated trailers of this game showed almost nothing Mm -hmm. and didn't reveal the title. And then when it was the title reveal, it was just the title reveal. And like the the third trailer was the the one time where people were like, okay, fine, fine. Now I've seen a lot of stuff. Um, and so they established the bar for what counts as a spoiler very high. And so then everything sounds like the spoiler. Because if they had said two years ago, yeah, we're going to put dungeons in it, right? Yeah, nobody would care right No, now. everybody would be excited. It would be like, okay, it. yeah, yeah. Woo, dungeons. I didn't, I, didn't mind, I didn't mind the fact that it was like unknown, unknown, unknown. Then there was one shot in the third trailer for like two seconds where people were like, oh, oh dungeon, dungeon. Ah. <laughs> uh, and then – it is kind of funny that they kind of casually put it in a developer interview. Uh, but again, whatever, like cool. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Also, fine. yeah. Some of the early viewers said, I think I saw a dungeon, but then the Nintendo, yeah, uh, the, what does he call hand it? A, a handler. Said, yeah. I said, no, the handler was like, uh, no. sir, sir, no. sir, walk away from the big door, sir, no. sir, no, <laughs> sir, sir. Don't touch that. That's not for you. <laughs> Don't look at that. Mr. President, this isn't your cue. (laughs) Walk the other way. Other way. Other left. Mr. President, put down the pizza roll. (laughs) Put down that ice cream sandwich. The funny thing is you could be making fun of one of two presidents. We don't know which one. (laughs) I'm I'm going in this dungeon whether you like it or not. (laughs) You're not the boss of me. Uh, no, I asked you. I asked you how you felt about supplying weapons to Ukraine, Mr. President. <laughs> no. I I am going in the. I went in the Tears of the Kingdom dungeons, and Nintendo tried to stop me. They couldn't stop me. What they couldn't if, stop me. What if Ukraine runs out of weapons? They can just fuse a rocket to another rocket and launch <laughs> it at Russia. <laughs> they can build tanks with Ultra Hand. Just glue some wheels to a, a wooden plank, make a tank out of it. They should just find some fans and put it on the back for propulsion. <laughs> I bet they could fly all the way to Moscow for real that time. We don't need electric cars. We can use Zonai fans for propulsion. <laughs> We're no longer pursuing nuclear technology. We're pursuing Zonite technology. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Uh, what? Oh, wait. What link on Super Smash Brothers? Uh, hold on. Uh, I don't know. Kit wrote a bunch of the same. Wait, where? I don't. Yeah. I can't see it. Jen's liking reaction videos. Uh, the, the, the your link isn't here. I know what you're talking about. Um. Oh, oh, oh! Your link on Super Smash Brothers. Gotcha. Oh, oh. My oh, I played. I beat everybody. It was a beautiful world champ. A perfect, a perfect, perfect run. Yes, I perfect. Nobody, nobody hit me at all. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. There I did it off the a, stream, though. Yeah. I did it off stream. You, you know how people it. will write like slash s when they're sarcastic. You got to put like a slash t, and then I read it <laughs> in the Trump, the Trump voice. Yeah, <laughs> it was perfect. I had a perfect, perfect Mario Kart run. It was beautiful. Took no damage. No, you can't see it though. No. A blue, a blue shell, a blue shell hit me. Nothing happened. <laughs> I threw a hamburger. <laughs> a hamburger. Uh, we can talk for a second about about the the oaf, the, the big oaf. The yeah, the, the town hall that we did not watch because we were busy doing other sorts of doing dope li- shit, doing literally anything else, shoving toothpicks in our eyes. <laughs> we're busy doing other dope shit like. <laughs> Playing Isaac card games mm. and eating Nando and drinking soju. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It yeah. was like a global experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and and again, I don't I don't even know because I said to Jen, oh, the highlights are going to be available tomorrow. There are no highlights. The highlight is they yelled at each other. He called her mean names. She did like she was confrontational with him and said he was lying, and nobody fucking liked it. 
that's basically the highlight. And Except people for are, the people in the crowd who seem to love it. Yeah, whatever. And like, yeah, and, and Alex Brusowitz and right. Raheem Kassam or whatever. Anybody who gets paid to, to right. love Trump loves Trump. Uh, and CNN, so, and, and, and yeah, employees at CNN are mad. Uh, Fanon, the, uh, the January 6th officer who works at CNN, now very mad. Other CNN people very mad to the point that Chris Licht had to make a statement about it. And his statement made people Messed even up. more mad. Because yeah, he kind of, he gave away the plot because he's talking about like, oh, well, we got to, and this is, this is kind of the excuse that's coming out. Like, oh, well, he's the, he, he's the GOP front runner right now. So we, we can't not cover him. And, and we made a lot of news. It's like, okay, first off, listen, yeah. you can, you can cover Trump without giving him a town hall. You, that that is an absolutely possible thing that you can do. Second off, the reason why CNN did it, and it was blatantly apparent from the jump when they announced it, is you want to fucking ride this tiger again. You want the ratings. You want people to tune in to either love it, hate it, whatever. But it's like don't don't sit here and act like you have no choice in the matter. Like okay, covering Trump is saying like. Oh, look, a jury said that, okay, he is guilty of sexual assault and now has to pay $5 million. That's covering Trump. Giving him like an hour plus on your platform to ramble fucking nonsense is not covering Trump. That's you exploiting Trump for ratings. Yeah, although, again, and, and not only did they not have to give him a town hall, they didn't have to fill it with a bunch of sycophants who no. would laugh and clap at everything he said. Here, uh, what Brian Stelter says, uh, Chris Licht begins CNN's 9 a.m. editorial by praising Caitlin Collins for a masterful performance last night, which I said, by the way, again, is a, her audition for Don, Don mm-hmm. Lemon's spot. He says, I couldn't be more proud of her, blah, blah, blah. You do not have to like the former president's answers, but you can't say that we didn't get them, Licht tells staffers, many of whom are angry about the town hall, quote, Caitlin pressed him again and again and made news, made a lot of news. And that is our job. End quote. No, it's not. Uh, and yeah, that was the that was the the was sentence to yeah, me that was kinda, key here. Yeah, you gave away the game there, my dude. Yes. What he probably meant to say again, when we me made, and AOC we, are tweeting the same thing, yeah, you know. No, what he meant to say, we made us the news. We made CNN the news. Well, I think I think the sentiment he might have been trying to convey with this wording is we got him to say things that are important to the public discourse, which then made headlines, right? Are they, though? <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. Are you're they? you're right. He, you're, you're, that is absolutely correct because having someone sit there in front of him and says, and say repeatedly, Mr. President, that's not true. That's not yeah. true. That's not true. Is there more value to that? Because again, it's all the same shit. Like, what did you think he was gonna say, right? Right. And he, it was all like weird word salad on Ukraine. He was like, I would end the war. How by ending it? I would end. <laughs> I just want people to stop dying. I want everybody to stop dying. And if I was president, I would end it tomorrow. How? Never entirely specified as how. Right. And so, I would talk to Putin yeah. and I would talk to Zelensky and I would end the war. Bish how. And so what Chris Licht says makes news is actually what he what he means is generates buzz, right? And obviously clicks and whatever. Right. Or or views and CNNs, but also clicks because you know right, whatever. Right. Yeah. But like, but that's what he means. He means we got a lot of attention for doing this, but that's not new news. Right. The word literally means things that are new. Right. That's like the fucking new word. With an S on the end. Yes. News. It's the new, the plural of new. Which is the opposite of what we got because there was literally nothing new offered here. Yes. And people were like, I can't believe this is going so poorly. I'm like, what did you expect? Like an erudite discussion on like, I don't know, fiscal policy and like foreign entanglements in the housing crisis. Like what did you expect from Donald Trump? And, and like, yeah. And, and people thought he didn't 
get pressed hard enough or he got pressed too hard or whatever. But like, yeah, again, I don't, what do they think is going to happen? What do you think yeah. she's going to browbeat Trump into admitting that 2020 was a fair election? He's just going to sit there and go, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Right. It was not. No, no, it wasn't. And like, you think he's like going to like not act like a dickhead? Like yeah. what, what did, what, what? What else did you all expect? Louis C.K. once told a story of how he was a young kid and he did something at school. Like I think he stole something at school or something like that. And they thought it was him, but they couldn't prove it. So mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they did the thing that you did to ki- do to kids is you yeah. like press them until they admit it. And he was like, I just kept saying, nope, nope, I didn't do it. Nope, nope. And he was like, eventually they just gave up because they had no proof. <laughs> and they just thought, oh, it's a kid. We can bully him into admitting that he did it. And he was like, I just stuck nope. to my guns. I was like, nope, nope, you're wrong. I didn't do it. I absolutely didn't do it. And, you know, like even, you know, like convicted criminals, murderers and mm-hmm. stuff like that, who still say that confidently over and over years later usually have a bunch of people who are like maybe they didn't and may sometimes they don't hence why i don't like the death penalty anymore right but uh but uh but yeah like that's just you know again not the not news the sames that's what they did right it's like (laughs) they made sames everyone was like i can't believe he said that vice president pence should have not certified the election i'm like he's been saying it for three fucking years what what new here are Mm -hmm. you this has literally been his whole stance since january 7th of 2020 yes not new yeah and so they deserve they deserve all the criticism they get i used to i i got super frustrated during the 2016 republican primary where all the networks did was talk to trump all the time right and uh and i'm you know i'm sensing more of that they're gonna do the same shit because it's good for ratings and it's like and and, and this is the always the defense and this is also the defense of when 60 minutes sent leslie stahl to go interview marjorie taylor green it's like well we have to show people what she's really like like we know what she's really like she's crazy Everyone knows she's crazy. Why are you platforming crazy? Yes. What is Marjorie Taylor Greene hiding beneath her, her um, you know, a wholesome facade? Really? really? I mean, what? I mean, the, the Jewish space laser lady. Like, <laughs> yeah. I uh, what? We went to talk to the Jewish space laser lady, and she confirmed the Jews have space oh, lasers. You mean the lady that got her come up being QAnon? That lady? Yeah, it, um, it's not news to me that she's nuts. Yeah. Uh, and on the, that similar topic, the topic of Trump sitting there and just having him being told no. that he's wrong. Uh, wow. Won, listen, listen to this. Listen to this statement from me. Somebody, you're, somebody you probably you're going to think this is AI generated. But I read a good take from Brian Krasenstein. <laughs> I about mean, Tucker you know, Carlson, but like squirrels, a, squirrels find nuts every so often. Okay, but that's okay. okay that's shocker number one. I'm gonna hit you. That was just the jab. Now I'm gonna hit you with the right hook. It was an optimistic take about Tucker Carlson coming to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what universe did I wake up in? Is this uh, am I uh, am I Michelle Yeoh? Am I Doctor Strange? <laughs> What's going on? Um, and the take was that, uh, because of stuff like community notes and replies and stuff, having that ability to introduce like legitimate real time context into a show like Tucker Carlson plans to, to do is actually kind of good. Like, so instead of him saying, because the bad, so the bad take here is Tucker Carlson shouldn't be able to have his show anywhere. Right. He shouldn't be able to host it online uh, like uh, web hosts shouldn't let him have servers, all kinds of stuff like that. And you hear that take a lot. His take is more like, look, instead of doing that, which is, you know, like un- bad, unconstitutional, opens the door to whatever, in some cases, unconstitutional, mm-hmm. in other cases, just a really nasty Pandora's box. Why we should be happy about the prospect, not the not the 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 certainty, but the prospect of him doing it in a place where people could be like, where if you open the Tucker Carlson window right out under it is like, here's all the things he said this week that are wrong. Possibly, and here's I, if you missed this, I'm going to say a series of words that I don't really understand what they mean because <laughs> I, I don't know what any of this is, but um, 
Tucker Carlson is apparently going to be launching a show on Twitter. Yes. Like not not promoting it on Twitter. It's going to be on Twitter. Right. I don't know what a show on Twitter is. So he's using the – so again, he's using the new kind of content monetization system that Twitter is using. Musk was very clear that there was no – offer there is no deal again it might he might be lying although oh and i guess i guess in a theory he's allowed to it's not a public company it's a private company so i mean he could be lying i mean i I don't know if he needs to though i don't know if he needs to lie i have a theory here and that is that okay so when elon kind of did his whole long post about this um he snuck in there and this is something that he's brought up before about the idea of content creators getting a cut of ad revenue the way they do on like pretty much every other social media platform in existence. But my thought is, I mean, in, and here's where saying we don't have a deal with Tucker Carlson. I think this could be a possible gray area. I think that he will get ad revenue split because I mean, he walked away from a non-compete clause that apparently cost him about $25 million. And he's also suing Fox News, another story. But I think that there is a agreement in place where it is going to be some kind of like crazy ad revenue split, like 80-20 for Tucker and 20% going to Twitter. Like a, that's the only way this makes sense. I have a slightly different uh, uh, a theory about them not having a deal. What they might have is an understanding because this is so new. Maybe Tucker doesn't want to sign a deal. He's like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. This Nobody's really done this before. So maybe the understanding is things go good, we can sign a deal in a little bit, right? Do it for a couple of months. And then, because he all he said was there's no deal now. He didn't say if he's going to come and he's going to do gangbusters and it'll be awesome, we won't then sign a deal. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have like a handshake or some MOU of some sort of like doing it for a little bit because on top of the uh, – on top of the – ad revenue there's also subscriptions which is i assume what he's going to do and i think they're going to have the ability to like lock it i don't know maybe not because maybe that's he doesn't want that um I mean, possibly and i think well the way it works now with subscriptions is if you subscribe to a content creator you can get like exclusive content right. like and you can do that with people now who have subscriptions live yeah, i i do i you can do that with me i have a few i've i like i i'm going to i i might at some point try to like it's where he puts do his really thing. spicy takes yeah my all my nudes uh <laughs> i if i you know like it's one of those things where like if i get enough I'm, i haven't been promoting it if i do promote it it will be with the intent of getting enough people to make it worth making like bespoke content for it right. it's a weird loop because you know like you're kind of stuck in a catch-22 of like i need people to you make the content to, yeah, worth time but you, you need to content that. to make the subscription worth it right but i'm the reason i'm not promoting it actively is that the same with my patreon like when i had a patreon i had it so long as i was making stuff and when i took a break an extended break i shut it down i didn't right. keep taking people's money um, even though some people were like, no, it's fine. I'm giving you like, cl- this is also for your tweets. Um, but, uh, uh, that, so that's going to be, you know, if he gets a lot of, that's going to be a big revenue stream. I don't, again, I think a lot of people were like, shit, I'm gonna have to teach them all my family how to use Twitter now. Cause that's the big thing, right? His demographic mm. isn't exactly online. Uh, I mean, there is, I mean, obviously the older side of Tucker's demographic is not going to be like popping on Twitter to watch him on Twitter, but it's not exclusively like old white people. Like there is a sort of thirties, the forties demographic that Tucker does appeal to. And they probably would watch him on Twitter. I personally can't conceive of like popping open Twitter and watching like a show for like half an hour or an hour or something because that's not what Twitter is for. They, I wonder if they're going to revamp whatever because because you know Twitter has already done stuff like this. They they broadcast some of the World Cup games mm-hmm. last time the World Cup happened, you know, just like a video window right of a tweet or it's like I've watched live like the like the president speak sometimes like mm-hmm. on a Twitter like a live Twitter feed. It's doable. The platform isn't 
optimized for that kind of thing there and there's lots of features that he announced now like dms he's going to do voice it's going to be like it's going to have like a whatsapp type infrastructure in its dms where you can call people you can do whatsapp type reactions and all kinds of crap like that reply to messages in the same way you can reply to messages in whatsapp uh yeah it sounds like discord says clint also it's a it's a one big discord right essentially right but here's the thing like okay you can put features on twitter to make this actually like technologically possible but then there's the audience on twitter and nobody is going on twitter to like watch a tv show like this was the whole thing about the pivot of video on facebook i mean and and that was a whole whole other controversy but the point was that like nobody is watching like full-length videos on facebook and and uh, that's facebook like literally nobody's doing that on twitter so that's why i'm kind of confused like and and that's why i'm not entirely buying this whole like we don't have a deal thing i'm like tucker carlson is at the point of his career where he does not work for free and i can't say i blame him like okay he this is not somebody who was rolling out of bed for less than seven figures. Oh, but it is. It's but it's definitely not for free. Again, the subscriptions alone. If he gets like a million subscriptions, which he, in theory, could, I guess, uh, that's a lot of money. No matter how you swing it, and well, and this is always the thing too. And this is again, maybe this will work out great for Tucker. I don't know, but a thing that a lot of content creators fall into is this idea that I have a audience on platform A. Mm-hmm. Ergo, this audience will follow me to platform B. That is not how things work at all. Nope. And, you, and you find this out very quickly when you are a content creator and you start to diversify onto other platforms. Like your entire audience does not follow you. Like if you get 10% of your audience from like Twitter to subscribe to your Substack. That is a really, really, really high number. Yeah. Forget forget platform mobility. I don't know if you whippersnappers <coughs> remember two people by the name of Jay Leno and Conan O'Brien. What? Once upon a time, Who? Th- there were two late night hosts on NBC named Jay Leno and Conan O'Brien. And Jay Leno had the prime time 10 p.m. spot. And Conan O'Brien had the 11, 11 p.m. spot or 11 and midnight. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, at some point, Conan O'Brien was told, you're going to take over Jay Leno's spot because Jay Leno's going to be retiring. Right. And they announced it and they signed a deal and it was this big thing. And then Jay Leno was like, I don't want to retire. <laughs> <In the end. laughs> and so they said to Conan O'Brien, you're fucked, buddy, or whatever. And Cohen was like, we got a deal. And so then some weird thing happened where they made a new show for Jay Leno that was like extra early. And then Conan O'Brien was on The Tonight Show. And none of their audiences fucking liked it. Like they both had really good audience bases and they all and it all collapsed. It all fell completely apart. And it was also acrimonious. Uh, not not publicly between them but like the fans and the media and like there was like a team conan that's where team conan came came from right. team coco yeah the thing that he now is like a brand of his or whatever that came from that there was like a team jay leno and there was a team coco okay. uh and um so even like moving your viewing habits like an hour earlier and having someone and having like slightly more content restrictions because conan couldn't bring all of his edgy shit over to to prime time uh, instead of late night or whatever mm-hmm. it's called, uh, that like people are, we're creatures of habit. You know, when I was thinking of, uh, doing more and more streaming on Twitch, I asked people like, what would be the thing that would make them like, you know, subscribe more and stuff. And everyone was like regular hours, do it at the same time all the time so that I know like, Oh, it's Tuesday. I can tune in. That's the thing. That's the key. Consistency and regularity, right? And so, yeah, you're right. It is a this is a a, a jump across uh, types of hardware platforms. It's right. a new platform for video. And, Even on YouTube, it would have been easier, right? And you also have the problem of asking people to now pay for something that they're used to getting for free. Yes, I understand. Fox News is cable news, 
But if you're already paying for cable, you're not paying extra for Fox. But News. will it? You could just like cut it on. But will it be only accessible to subscribers, or will what? subscribers be? I mean, get I imagine, something extra. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it'll be a fifty-fifty split of content between free content and paid content. Yeah, that's probably what it'll be. So but like, you'll get if, an extra long show if you're a sub or something like that. But this is also like literally any content creator can tell you this is like making that jump to get people from being like a paid subscriber or from like a, like a free subscriber basically to being a paid subscriber is a big jump. Yeah. And it's not something that's like, you can just automatically take for granted. Like, okay, I have 10 million followers on Twitter. So I'll get 10 million people subscribing to my channel. That's not how things work at all. No. And now that being said, you can make a substantial amount of money with a much smaller audience. Will it be the kind of money that Tucker is looking for? Just based on raw numbers, probably because he's already starting at a place where he has uh, millions and millions and millions of followers. So, I mean, even if you extrapolate down, like even if like 10% of his audience becomes a paying subscriber, mm. that's still a shit ton of money. Yeah. But and he, yeah. And he yeah. also just might be spitballing. Tucker Carlson does not need any money. Tucker Carlson has never needed to work a day in his life. No, if he's if he doesn't make another dollar ever, he'll be fucking fine. That puts him in a unique position of being able to think about this as this is step one, but already be thinking about step three. Like not if this fails, but like I'm I'm brand I'm like I'm carving out my own path that isn't dependent on all kinds of people above me, and we'll see we'll see where it takes me, right? And yeah, I mean we'll we'll obviously we'll see where it takes. But him. I mean, yeah, and that's. And even can, yeah, even it, the the biggest highest profile move from a thing everybody can get me to a thing only some people can get me, which is Joe Rogan. He took a big audience hit. He slowly built it back, but he initially took a big audience hit because of that. Right when he went to Spotify. Yeah. But here's the thing, and it's kind of like being a media personality like Tucker. Like you're only as good as your last deal, your last show, your last whatever. And there's plenty of people who have tried to do what Tucker has done after being let go from Fox News, like most famously Glenn Beck. Like, okay, he was let go from Fox News. He created the blaze. What the hell is Glenn Beck doing right now? Um, He's a D-lister who's still kicking around selling survival kits. So it's not to say that like he can't like Tucker Carlson can't make a go of this. I'm just saying like when you're your brand, your your actual like money is dependent upon you being front and center. You need to stay front and center. So will this work out for him? I don't know. If it doesn't, the downside is pretty severe because now you went from being like the top guy at Fox News to like some dude who posts clips on Twitter. Like that's a pretty big tumble. Yeah. Now a thing, again, a deal or no deal with Tucker Carlson, whatever. Uh, the, so I, I want, I, like I separate the idea of like how this impacts Twitter's brand into two uh, parts. Part one, Tuck, how t- t- the existence specifically of Tucker Carlson on the platform and B, what this implies for other people to be able to do something like this. Because, Community notes is awesome, right? It's a great feature. It's, it's so fun. <laughs> it's being implemented. It's being improved. It's giving people more credibility. It's giving people the ability to make more notes, the better their standing is within community notes, for example, which is a, a thing that exists like in Wikipedia editing too. But I, I think this is going to become less stratified. It seems as though you know, like it's it's one of the most uh, equally applied features I think I've ever fucking seen politically. Like you see every shithead gets their stuff uh, uh, like checked and it's plenty of right wing people as well. It's also like fake memes, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, like when they share like some image that's photoshopped, that'll get community notes. I love it. Right. We need more of that. Like I, I still think that you know, uh, for Twitter to get settled in its kind of Musk era, will take like two years or something like that. Uh, and a big thing he did was announce just before we went yeah. live. Uh, he uh, has uh, hired a CEO, yeah, a woman, a woman, a woman. He won't have a woman. It's it. 
Ilona Moskova. Moskova, yeah. No, what was it? What was it? Shilon Womusk. Shilon Womusk, yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I, again, I think uh, I think two of the biggest obstacles to Twitter like doing that, doing that transition well, is him running it and him using it a lot. Well, here's the thing. Like, okay, so he's stepping down as CEO. He's hiring a new CEO for both Twitter and SpaceX. So stepping down, but he's still going to be CTO of Twitter. So he's still going to be there. Like he's going to be overseeing like the software and shit. I'm like, dude, you don't even understand how this software works. Anywho. So that, that's that, but here's like the thing about community notes and Elon even noted this, like when he kind of did his long Twitter post about Tucker Carlson bringing his show to Twitter. It's like, okay, yes, it's Tucker Carlson. He's bringing his show to Twitter, but there's community notes so you can fact check him. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's fine and good. Whatever. That doesn't make a single lick of difference to anybody who ain't trying to read community notes because they just want to hear whatever the hell Tucker has to say. So like, okay, you can say like, okay, it's community notes and you can fact check him. I'm like, that doesn't fucking matter. I mean, (laughs) let's keep it real. Like you can tell somebody all damn day that what they believe is incorrect. They don't care. But but I mean, so I see, I think there is a big kind of quiet group that you're vying for with this stuff. You're not, you're not trying to convince the people again. uh, Jonathan Swift said, you can't reason a man out of a position. He didn't reason himself into, Mm. right? There are plenty of people. I've gotten to know a lot of young people. People DM me. I know young people. And (laughs) (laughs) that's not what I meant. Like, you know, because of, because I tweet about video games and all stuff like that, like I interact with people who are young and they, a lot of them, uh, have swing, you know, especially ones who like, like me, right. And Mm -hmm. don't think I'm some fucking right wing dipshit uh, often explain to me like how, you know, like they're, they'll approach someone like Tucker Carlson, you know, quote unquote with an open mind. Cause he's charismatic and he's good to listen to and stuff. And, you know, some of them, re, you know, realize a long time, you know, a, a, not a long, a long, a long the, way, the way yeah. that, you know, that like he says a lot of stuff that's untrue and stuff, stuff like that. Like, I remember when I have said this before, but when I first came to the States in 2007, I would just sit down in the afternoons and watch like the uh, Glenn Beck Hannity O'Reilly. I liked O'Reilly less even back then. But like I used to watch Beck and O'Reilly every day, Beck with his like chalk Obama chalkboard yeah, and all the, that the stuff. Yeah, the whiteboard. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I had always, because my family here was like Republican and stuff, I always kind of viewed American politics through that prism. And so I kind of automatically fell into that. But I would like, I would like, but, you know, again, I, because I'm, I'm, I, because I wasn't a person who unreasoned himself into positions. I, I understood, like I, you know, I grew to understand what they were. And especially when they became like the mask kind of slowly came off, uh, which, you know, to an extent I got to thank Trump for, I guess. Um, and so I, I do think there is value to that, especially with in terms of like n- people who are newly approaching this, mm-hmm. not hardcore fans, people who are like, should I watch Tucker Carlson? Let me check it out. Oh, look, everything he says is wrong. And a lot of these people aren't very vocal. That's the problem. You know, we talk about like anti-vaxxer stuff. People who are pro-vax aren't on Facebook all day arguing about how vaccines work. If you're anti-vax, yes, you are doing that. And so often it can seem like nobody's passionate about vaccines when it's people who are just like, shut up. I'm giving my kid back. I'm not posting in a Facebook group about vaccines. I'm just vaccinating my kid, right? I mean, to a point. I mean, the whole vaccine war got to be like. Pretty well, yeah, you're right. I was but, talking about other. Yeah. I was talking about the other vaccines. I was oh, talking about the, oh, that's, that's the vaccines cause autism debate, no, not the COVID vaccine that's, debate. That's 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 a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. you're absolutely right that now with COVID, there are people who are on Facebook all day arguing that vaccine that vaccines work. Yes, that is correct. I mean, it's 
I, you have way more faith in people than I do. I think. I mean, I it's it's not so much faith as that. I I, I try to I really try to consider the survivorship bias of being extremely online and being exposed mostly to the people who intensely, intensely care about this stuff, and not people who are on the path to intensely caring about this stuff or not caring intensely about this stuff at all. And there's lots and lots of them. And it's this big amorphous blob that often on like election day itself, you know, the, the sources of information I look to can't predict, you know, it's more, it's less predictable than the weather at this point used to be more polls used to be pretty reliable. And now some polls in retrospect turn out to be reliable, but it's hard to make out from the noise, right. Of many polls and many grifters and many yelling. Yeah. Uh, and so I often try to consider whether or not there might be this a benefit for this big group that I can't really read. Well, see, I don't, I don't know how big that group is anymore. Honestly, I mean, everyone keeps talking about like, oh, the the silent majority and the silent middle. Like, I I really don't know how much of that really exists. Yeah, I don't anymore. think it's the silent majority anymore, but it is a silent group that is able to swing. You know, because elections are so close now, right? Elections are very rarely like super big blowouts, which means there is a group somewhere that can go either way and that people are always vying for. Well, uh, like they're just looking for the person that's like the least garbage. Yeah. Well, which I, I, if somebody put me in charge of a campaign, like I could probably, I could probably coach a candidate to win 49 states. Like, 20, 20, <laughs> 2022 just was be fucking garbage. 2022 was the God. election that proved how important candidate quality is to the point where again, like Fetterman want Fetterman would have easily lost to somebody like good, right? Somebody who wasn't seen as a out of state carpet bagger that is only there because he's a celebrity that Trump likes mm -hmm. and who is also a little bit of a quack sometimes with some of his stuff, but um, you know, whatever, not all because mm -hmm. he is a, he is an actual doctor, right? So I guess maybe I can't, I can't yeah. call him a quack. Maybe, uh, uh, so I, yeah, I apologize to Doctor <laughs> oh to Doctor Mehmet Oz yeah. on behalf of Ambitious Crossover LLC. Um, anyway, uh, again, uh, when did we incorporate? Yeah, <laughs> I was just whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, but like the idea that he was not like he people were like I'll I'll whatever because if because they were like I'll vote for Fetterman if he really can't do it though he'll fucking they'll, they'll like the governor will appoint another Democrat instead of him so like that was it really did and that, that's my point it's like they're voting for like the least garbage person so like like I could coach somebody to just not be a garbage person and probably fucking slay in a campaign yeah it's it's it, like the bar is so low mm. like come on this isn't hard <laughs> This is really not hard. Just don't be garbage. Yeah, yeah. But not being garbage is like not going to get you through a primary. So there's that. <laughs> and uh, the Jen, the candidate whisperer, says Clint Olson. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, anyway, I, we even there's I mean, there's all kinds of other p political stuff we don't we don't got to get into because, you know, there's like the because we said the town hall, but that's after the E. Jean Carroll thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, and there's the. Uh, and Neely got indicted in the uh, no Penny got indicted. Uh, sorry, yes, in the Neely yeah, uh, killing. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan the Neely is still dead. Which <laughs> people again, people are like super mad about. I, I don't know how they could not. He might right. be found not guilty. Right, right. Like the circumstance, because that's the thing. Like the circumstances that I and other people argued were the kind of circumstances you mention in a trial. Not in a sit down at the police station where they're like, oh, he was gonna, right? That sounded like the defenses that I presented sounded to me like def like criminal defense uh, arguments, you know, uh, uh, based because I don't know if his history will be prejudicial or not, but it might play into uh, the believability that he was capable of uh, violence in that moment, which could have been then, per you know, what it lends credibility to the perception. But again, that's all. That all to me sounds like, yeah, the kind of stuff you sort out in a trial. And yeah, if if you restrain somebody and they end up dead, I don't – like it's got to be very, very clear for there to be like no indictment, I think. 
Right. I mean, and I don't have any problems with him being charged with anything. And yes, this is what the criminal justice system is for, is for there to be a trial so that a jury can evaluate the evidence and decide whether he did do a manslaughter, which I think was it. Was he charged? He was charged with manslaughter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As Brian Regan said, which I, uh, should okay, be should yeah. be a term for something that's worse than murder because he's like <laughs> it has the word slaughter in it. I slaughtered a man. <laughs> manslaughter. It's a, such a great Brian Regan bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, but th- yeah, it was not mur- murder, even not murder in the second not, degree not second or whatever. Degree. I even thought I even thought it might be some kind of like negligent homicide and not even manslaughter, which again might be a thing because I they, they'll probably throw like seventeen charges at him, which the, the criminal justice system is known to do. Right, and this also goes to like something I mentioned when we did ambitious crossover our past episode. People being like so eager to have him be charged with something, I'm like no, you need to like really sit down and evaluate the evidence in front of you and make sure that you're charging somebody with something. That, I mean, if the idea is to actually convict somebody of something, you need to make sure that you're charging them of something they can be convicted of. Yeah, I don't know so, why they were, I don't know why they were like, uh, like people were like upset that he was released, like after he was taken in after the thing. Like that's a very, it's, it's pretty rare. Again, if you like shoot somebody in the middle of the street or whatever. But people are like, oh, he would somebody died, and so. But that's again, we we keep saying this: like life doesn't move at the speed of the internet; it moves at the speed of life and at the speed of regulations and stuff. And there are instances, and this, by the way, everybody who's mad at this, those laws are in place to defend, to like protect you as well. If you find yourself in some situation where inadvertently, maybe not you didn't choke somebody, but you some you did something, something. Yeah. I don't know. Let's say you. There was a video I saw on Twitter today of uh, a person in a wheelchair was going down the street, and there was a ladder there. Somebody was on top of a ladder doing something, and he got mad because the ladder was blocking the street. And he started shaking it. The guy fell thirty feet off a ladder. Right? Oh my god! Right? So now imagine like you were you were in that position, and you were trying to like just tap on it and mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, excuse me," or whatever. And the person fell, and you got arrested. Right? Let's say. The the same rules that govern the fact that this guy got to go home would protect you in that scenario as well. Like that's why rules like that exist. Like that's the thing. Like people who hate the criminal justice system also seem to hate a lot of the things that it can't do to to just to any citizen, right? Right. I mean, and I get the the arguments about who does and does not get this kind of leniency, but I mean the the idea of okay, if you want everybody to get a certain kind of leniency then you can't really be mad when somebody gets that kind of leniency it's the same thing with cash bail and i have definite Mm -hmm. thoughts about cash bail yes but it's like okay so if you don't want cash bail okay cool but then that means that there's no cash bail which means people like even if penny would have been taken into custody at that point like he wouldn't have had to bail out he could have just left and so this is also a situation where it's like Okay, they didn't take him into custody immediately, which I thought that is kind of what we wanted, but only like people. It, it, it's very funny how circumstantial and how kind of differently people view the criminal justice system depending on how they feel about the person in question and how the criminal justice system is treating them. And it's almost like the same thing. Like, okay, so we had that whole, we had the Jordan Neely situation. And so now, and and this is not even, even like remotely in the same ballpark, but some homeless man got arrested for a hate crime because like he shit on the street and wiped his ass with an LGBTQ flag. And so he got arrested for a hate crime. But I'm like, but wasn't I just told that like, we need to show leniency to people experiencing homelessness and mental health issues. Yeah. And, he just uh, didn't have access to a bathroom. Right. To toilet paper. Right. You're, it, it, is, it is very situational and it, it's very emotion-based. Yeah, it's extremely situational. And it's not helpful when like politicians and stuff jump right in because of their social media profiles, mm. AOC. Uh, anyway, I think, uh, I think we're right about done. Uh, wow. Wow. I need you guys to, uh, 
I need you guys to count down with me to tomorrow because <laughs> we will we will all be here in uh, less than twenty four hours time. Yes, experiencing uh, the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, and uh, on that note, I think we're gonna leave you all alone for like twenty two hours. <laughs> Do you need an account to watch Twitch? Absolutely not. You need an account to like. Uh, participate in chat, but you can literally just open a sw- uh, Twitch window and watch. So no, absolutely not. Also, if you have Amazon, uh, they're now like uh, Twitch is owned by Amazon. You can link them together. If you have Amazon Prime, that means you will have Twitch Prime Gaming, which means you can like subscribe to somebody once a month for free. They get the money of the subscription and you don't pay a dime. Woo! So uh, you don't have to do that, obviously. But yes, Twitch is definitely watchable with no account. Uh, so, uh, we're, I'm going to mention where in one second after Jen does the general purpose plugs and her plugs, obviously. Yes. So, obviously, you know where to find us here on Colin. Um, our main podcast, Ambitious Crossover Attempt, we drops on Mondays. You can find us on all your podcast catchers. Um, if you are catching this after the fact, our Colin show, um, you can catch us live on Thursday nights at thir- at 7:30 Eastern. Or you can catch it afterwards on all your podcast catchers. You can find us on Twitter at AMBXOver. You can find me on Twitter at that Jen Monroe and on Substack at JenMonroe.substack.com. Excellent. I'm Neon Taster on Twitter and also YouTube.com slash Neon Taster and the aforementioned Twitch.tv slash Neon Taster. The, the VODs will go up on YouTube after that. And uh, also ambitious crossover attempt on YouTube for all of these streams that we have and will be doing. Thank you so much. Good night. Happy Zelda Day. Thank you, Jen. Thanks, Noam. Good night, everybody. Bye.